I bring you greetings in the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only name that is recognized in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth, the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the mention of that name, every name must bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, of things underneath the earth. So I bring you greetings in that powerful name. Brethren, every day I ensure that we spend some time praising this name, worshiping this name, adoring this name, giving thanks to God through this name, because praise or thanksgiving, they are not optional for the Christian. They are not optional for the believer. Many Christians only praise the Lord when things are going well, when circumstances are rosy and good. But the truth is, there is power in praise. There is power in thanksgiving. There is power in worship. And that is why I want you to always join me when I say let us begin to praise his name. Let us begin to thank him. Let us begin to worship him. It is so important. I because the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 47, Deuteronomy 28, 47 says, God was talking to his children, to the children of Israel. He said, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things, he said, they are cursed. So you can see that there is a curse on people who don't praise God for his goodness, who are not joyful about what God has done in their lives, who are not glad in their hearts for the abundance of all things. God says, no, you can't do that. Hebrews 1.9, Hebrews 1.9 tells us, that praising God at all times should be the life of a Christian. He said, therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So you have been anointed with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Therefore, your life should be a life of praise. I make sure that we praise God, that we thank God, that we worship him. Quality praise, quality worship. Sometimes I go on for 15 minutes just to allow us to bless him. And because when you praise God, you are acknowledging that it is not your own effort that produces the blessings in your life. You are acknowledging that the abundance that you have, that your health, your wealth, and everything you have, they all come from God. Praise makes you humble. Thanksgiving is a way that will help you to abound in faith. Uh, because Colossians 2, 6 and 7, Colossians 2, 6 and 7 say, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk you in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, you will abound in your faith 
when you begin to bless God, when you begin to thank God. Not only that, when you begin to bless God, when you begin to thank God, when you begin to praise God, your problem, you will no longer focus your eyes on your problems. You will not become self-centered and prideful. Praise will force you to get your attention on God and off your problems. That's what praise does. That's what praise does. Because when you are just praying, and without praising God, without blessing God, you just keep praying, 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 you will discover that you are focused on your problems instead of focusing on God. But if you focus on praise and blessing the Lord, when you begin to pray, you'll be praying with faith because your faith has been ignited. Your focus is on the Almighty God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 tells us that rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Is there someone listening to me today and you are sad, but somehow the Holy Spirit has helped you to call in to Hotline to Heaven or to log in on to hotlinetoheaven.org and you are hearing me right now. The Lord is speaking to you. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why? Because God has your back. God has you covered. God has your back. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When you pray with thanksgiving, oh, the peace of God will keep your heart and mind. I want you to understand the power of praise, of worship, of adoration uh, before you begin to pray so that it will motivate you whenever I say, let us praise God. Let us call on his name and bless him. It will help you to understand why you need to do it. Praise, brethren, worshiping the Lord, blessing the Lord, thanking the Lord, build you up spiritually and keep you from crumbling. Yes, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It doesn't matter what you are going through today. When you rejoice in the Lord, the Holy Spirit will infuse the strength of God into you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, yes. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Today, receive strength in the name of Jesus. Be joyful in him and receive strength in the name of Jesus. When Paul and Silas began to praise God, the power of God was released, and that power delivered them from captivity. There's someone listening to me today. As you praise God today, as you worship God today, as you thank God today, the power of your praise will release you from your captivity. You will praise yourself into healing. You will praise yourself into deliverance. You will praise your way into deliverance. You will praise your way into healing. You will praise your way into prosperity today as you praise God. As you praise God. And when you praise God, it just doesn't affect you. When you praise God, it's a powerful weapon 
against the devil. <laughs> Glory be to God. Psalm 8 verse 2. Psalm 8 verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of your enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In Matthew chapter 21 verse 16, Matthew 21:16. At the time of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus quotes that Psalm 8. And when he quoted the verse, he changed the words, perfected praise for ordained strength. Okay? So, so the way you can read it is that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou perfected praise. Hallelujah. It's a tremendous revelation. Praise is strength. Praise, tell it to yourself. Please help me say to yourself that praise is strength. Say that praise is my strength. When I praise God, I am strong. Praise is my strength. Praise is my peace. Praise is my joy. Oh, yes. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. How, wh why does praise defeat Satan? Why does this defeat Satan? Because Satan's sin was jealousy of God, okay? And so he's still driven by jealousy today, okay? So if he, if, he, if he can't get people to worship him, his goal is to keep people from worshiping God, to keep you from blessing God, to keep you from praising God, to keep you from drawing attention to God. That's what he does. So make sure you begin to destroy Satan's plan and make sure you always praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to his holy name. So let's lift up our voice now. Now that you know the power of praise, now begin to praise him. Begin to praise him because that name, the name of Jesus, is a great name. That name is a wonderful name. That name, do you know that Jesus Christ, his love for you is so wonderful? His love, everything about that name is wonderful. Because the love of Jesus for you is so wonderful. John 15, 13, John 15, 13, there is no greater love eh, than this can, that a man will have the, but that to lay down his life for his friends. There is no greater love than that. There is no greater love. His peace is wonderful. The peace that that name brings is wonderful. When Jesus was leaving the earth, he said, look, peace I give to you. Peace I live with you. And my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. His peace is different. His peace is unique. It is wonderful. It is, it, it is the peace that passes all understanding. So let's praise him for his peace. Let's thank him for the peace of God in, in your life. Without the peace of God, you would have run mad. It is the peace of God that is keeping your heart and mind. Let's thank him for his peace. Let's praise him for his peace. His power is wonderful. His power is wonderful. Matthew 28, 18. All power in heaven has been given unto me. In heaven and on earth. All power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. His power is wonderful. His grace is wonderful. His joy is wonderful. Let's bless him. Let's bless him. Let's bless him. He's a good God. He's a great God. He's a wonderful Father. Blessed be your holy name, sweet Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, wonderful Savior, we thank you. Begin to thank the Lord for his goodness. Thank him for his loving kindness. 
thank him for forgiving you your sins. Oh, Lord, I thank you today for forgiving me my sins. Thank you for washing me clean with your precious blood, sweet Jesus. Thank you for watching over my life, watching over my family. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Without your mercy, I would have been consumed. Oh, God, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your compassion. I thank you that I can come to you every day, every night, every morning, every afternoon. I can come to you anytime. Thank you that I can come boldly to the throne of grace. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Isaiah, oh my God. Oh, blessed be your holy name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord Jesus. Sing to him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Isaiah said the, 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 the year that Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw him sitting on his throne. His strength filled the temple. The cherubims and seraphims, they were all there. That with two wings, they covered their faces. A sign of humility. They do not want anyone to notice them. They want all the attention to focus on Jesus. Even though the cherubims and seraphims, they are glowing in brightness and radiance. Beautiful to behold. But with two wings, they cover their faces. A sign of humility. Don't draw attention to us. All attention must go to the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne, who lights up the whole of heaven. With two, the Bible says, they cover their feet. A sign of purity. For the feet, the Bible says, is part of the uncomely parts of the body. They cover their feet. But with two, they fly and cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. And there is a song that goes with that passage. If you know it, you can sing it with me. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. Exalted high above the worship of the people of the earth. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. Worship him, worship him. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lamb upon the throne, who reigns forever. The train of his robe fills the temple. A cloud of heavenly worshippers surrounding his throne. We joy with them now crying, Holy, holy is the Lamb, the Lamb alone. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. For my eyes have seen the King. The Lamb upon the throne who reigns forever. Yes, you reign forever. He reigns forever. 
and ever and ever. Blessed be his holy name. Glory be to his holy name. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. We bless your holy name. Worship him. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship the King of kings. Worship the Lord of lords. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Adore him. Bless him. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him when the song goes down. You've got to praise him. Praise our God. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him when the sun goes down. I will lift up your name higher. I will lift up your name higher. Oh, Jehovah, Alpha and Omega, I will lift up your name higher. Come on, let's sing it. I will lift up your name higher. I will lift up your name higher. Oh, Jehovah, Alpha and Omega, I will lift up your name higher. Let us lift up his name today. Let us lift up his name today. Oh, Jehovah, Alpha and Omega, we will lift up your name today. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving us so, so, so much. Thank you, Lord. Brethren, the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Uh, you want to overcome today? You want to plead the blood of Jesus right now? Uh, yes, we have already overcome, but you need to plead that blood. by We need to appropriate that blessing. We need to appropriate what Jesus Christ has done. We need to appropriate that word. That promise of God that we overcome him by the blood, we need to appropriate it. The promises of God, they are at best potential. Until you take them and appropriate them and apply them to your life, they will not profit you. Jesus Christ has died for the whole world, but the whole world is not saved. Only those who have stretched out their hands and accepted the gift of salvation. Those who have applied that promise to their lives, those who have received that promise, they are the ones that are saved. The same goes for every promise of God. So when the Bible says that we have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, you need to receive that promise and appropriate it and apply it to your life. Go ahead and begin to plead that blood of victory right now, the blood of Jesus. Begin to plead that blood. That blood overcomes the devil. That blood will overcome the devil for you today. When you plead the blood, he cannot touch you. Begin to plead the blood over yourself, over your children, over your spouse. 
Begin to play the blood over your vehicle everywhere you are right now. Begin to sprinkle the blood of Jesus over your house. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, yes, when the angel of death came and saw the blood of Jesus, and saw the blood that represented the blood of Jesus on the doorpost of the people of Israel, he passed over. Uh, the angel of death passed over. Everything that is deadly will pass over you today. They will not be able to touch you. They will not be able to touch yours. So begin to plead the blood. Begin to plead the blood. Father, I plead the blood over my wife right now. I plead the blood over my children. I plead the blood over my life. I plead the blood over my family. I plead the blood, oh God, over every spiritual child that you have given me. I plead the blood over them wherever they may be right now all over the world. I plead the blood over my spiritual sons and daughters. I plead the blood. I plead the blood over their cars. I plead the blood over their homes. I plead the blood over their families. I plead the blood over everyone under the sound of my voice on this hotline to heaven today. All those who call in, all the partners of this ministry, all the lovers of this ministry, I plead the blood of Jesus over you wherever you may be now under the sound of my voice. Today, no evil shall be able to overcome your life. No evil eye will see you. No evil hand that will touch you. The death will pass over you today. Diseases and sicknesses will pass over you today because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood that conquered Satan. The blood of Jesus, the blood that conquered Satan. The blood of Jesus, the blood that conquered Satan. The blood of Jesus, the blood that conquered Satan. The blood of Jesus, the blood that conquered Satan. Yes, that blood has conquered everything that is devilish today that the enemy may want to bring your way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Make this confession with me. Oh, thank you, Father. Make this confession with me. I say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I declare your, your lordship again over my life. I will have dominion today, even as I have confessed. I stand on Psalm 49, verse 14 that today has been brought into subjection in my life. I receive your loving kindness today. Father, let your light break forth in my life today. Let every darkness dissipate. I decree your judgment to come upon the enemies of my life today. I stand on Isaiah 28 verse 19. Holy Father, let there be a tangible visitation today from you in my life. I receive that fulfillment of that promise with thanksgiving. I will not be afraid today of the arrow that flies by day or the terror that comes by night. I stand on Psalm 91 verse 5. Father, Release the mysteries of heaven to me today. I come into agreement with the heavens and with the saints on this hotline to heaven to declare your glory. I decree that the angels of God 
with flaming swords are battling on my behalf ahead of time today. Oh, yes, Father. I believe that all my prayers have reached you and will continue to reach you today in the name of Jesus. I decree that at sunrise, the dawn will give birth to the will of God and light will shine to expose the wicked and shake the wicked from the heavens in the name of Jesus. Hear, O earth, I command you to get in place to receive heavenly instructions on my behalf today. I command all the elements of creation to heed and obey me today. As my praise resounds and the day breaks, the earth shall yield her increase unto me today. I declare that the first light has come to shake the wickedness from the four corners of the earth concerning my life today. The lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. I have a secured heritage from the Lord today. In the name of Jesus, I am strategically lined up with the ladder that touches the third heaven and sits on the earth. The angels of God are ascending and descending according to the words that I speak right now. Because the Bible says that the administering spirits sent forth to minister to me because I am the heir of salvation. I am contagiously blessed today in the name of Jesus, I receive healing, deliverance, salvation, peace, joy, financial breakthrough in the name of the Lord. Spiritual airways and highways, byways, driveways, I hijack you for the Lord Jesus Christ today. I declare the atmosphere of the airways over my life, my family, my church, my workplace, my community, my neighborhood. I decree that you will produce a climate that is producing good things, good works today. In the name of Jesus, every demonic agenda, every evil thought pattern designed against the agenda of the kingdom of heaven in my life today, I command you destroyed at the root of conception. In the name of Jesus, I command you destroyed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we make this confession. Amen.
Amen. Glory be to God. Now you are going to pray. Now you are going to pray. I told you that yesterday we are going to pray for the other categories of people. And the first category today are those who are married and who are having challenges in their marriage. Uh, brethren, people think that if you want to cure loneliness, you should go and get married. But I tell you, there are people in their marriages today, they are part of the loneliest people in the world. And yet they are married, living under the same roof with their spouse. So we are going to pray that the grace of God will keep such spouses in that marriage, that the peace of God will rule and reign in their hearts, that the loneliness and depression that they face will be removed by the Almighty God because Jesus Christ of Nazareth will comfort them by his Holy Spirit. He will keep them company. They will not be lonely again. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray for them. As many as are in marriages that are bringing sorrow and depression, as many as are in marriages that are giving them heartache, headache, let's pray for the mercy of God for them today. Maybe they brought it upon themselves by marrying unbelievers, those who do not share the same faith with them. And now the unbeliever is behaving true to type, and now they are suffering. Or maybe they got saved inside a marriage where both parties were not saved before, and now one is saved, and the other is still not yet saved, and now they are suffering. Maybe both are saved, but you know there are many Christians who are carnal. There are Christians who still beat their wives, there are Christian wives who still beat their husbands. Uh, so salvation is not everything. People are saved, and yet they behave like carnal unbelievers. And therefore they are suffering in their marriage. Let's lift them up today and just plead the mercy of the Almighty God. and say, Daddy, have mercy on them. Have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy. Have mercy. Step into that home. Touch their hearts. Begin to pray that the Lord will touch the heart of every wicked husband, every wicked wife that is doing so much evil and causing aches and pains for the spouse. Oh, yes, because that spouse is a child of God. And here you are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are causing them pain, so much pain and so much hurt. Let's pray. The Bible says that the hearts of kings, they are in the hands of God, and God can turn them whithersoever he will. Let's pray that they, their hearts will be turned towards the Lord, that a carnal Christian, the carnal Christian spouse, will begin to fear God, will begin to fear God, and begin to love with the love of God. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for that man, for that woman, who wants to throw in the towel in the marriage, who is, who is tired, who wants to give up, Ah, even though God has said that he does not, he hates divorce. He hates putting away. Let's pray for grace, that the grace of God that is sufficient for all of us will be sufficient for them. That God Almighty who has sustained them in that marriage to today will continue to sustain them. 
Uh, that God will strengthen that man, God will strengthen that woman, that the grace of God will be sufficient for them, and that there shall be a turn around, that that man will turn around, that that woman will turn around in the name of Jesus. Let's pray for the children who are suffering in such marriages. Uh, maybe your marriage is not like that, but uh, this is a time to intercede for those whose marriages are like that particularly the children who are suffering under such condition, children who witness things happening between their parents and their hearts break. Oh, let's pray for the children. Let's pray for the children. Oh, Father, we lift up every child who is being traumatized, oh God, by their parents. Oh, we lift up the children who are witnessing horrible, horrible things between father and mother. My father, my God, we are not there, but you are there. And we know you can shield them from this evil. We know you can protect them from this evil. We know that Samuel grew up in a home where there were two sons of Belial, sons of the devil, Hophni and Phinehas, and yet he grew up to be the greatest prophet in Israel. Father, we pray for these children. It does not matter what they are witnessing now. It does not matter what they are seeing their mother do or father do. Father, we pray, O oh God, that these children will turn out right. We pray, my Father, my God, that the way you did it for Samuel, that you will did it for them. That these children will know you early. These children will hear you early. In the mighty name of Jesus, any child who has been traumatized, Father, we release your healing virtue upon such a child right now, that that child will be healed emotionally, supernaturally healed emotionally mentally physically oh god in the name of jesus begin to pray for those children begin to pray for those children begin to release the peace of god into that home father every such home today we release your peace the peace of god that passes all understanding let it rule and reign in those homes right now begin to bind the spirit of strife every spirit of strife and contention that is making a spouse to do what he's doing, or she's doing, that is making a spouse to go against God's word and hurting the other spouse. Let's begin to bind that spirit. It's the devil. It's the devil. It's not him. It's not her. It's the devil. He's the one. He's the, it is the prince of darkness. These are the works of demons on assignment, demons that have been assigned to marriages. They are the ones that are making your husband to act up making your wife to act up. It's not her. It's not her. She's a wonderful person. She, he, he is a great husband, but the devil is driving him crazy. The devil is driving your wife, but you can bind them. Oh, yes, every spirit that is contrary to the spirit of Jesus Christ that is operating in any home, under the sound of my voice, I bind you. We bind you. The Bible says that one shall chase a thousand. True, shall put them thousands to flight. Oh, we are thousands on this hotline to heaven. And we bind you in the name of Jesus and render you powerless and decree that you shall have no power over that home. You shall have no power over the husband, over the wife, and over the children. Every demon on assignment will command you to get out of that home right now. Get out of that house right now in the name of Jesus. We release that house from your bondage from your captivity we release that husband from your captivity we release that wife from your captivity we release those children from your captivity in the mighty name of jesus
Oh, thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Uh, the Lord is saying, there is someone hearing me, that the beautiful moment you have been waiting for has just come. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. The beautiful moment that you have been waiting for, that, that day has, that beautiful moment has come. The Lord said that you will understand what it means. The beautiful moment you have been waiting for has come. Thank you, Father. Oh, sweet Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now we are going to pray for all those who are taking examinations. Brethren, let me share something with you. If you are in the habit of taking examinations, there's a lesson you need to learn. Listen to me carefully. Several years ago, a woman came to see me, a member of the church, of, my, of our church, came to see me and said, Pastor, I'm a medical doctor and I'm about to take my board exam. Uh, the exam is notoriously difficult and people fail it anyhow. And they have told me, those who did it before have told me that I have to forget that I have a family. I have to forget that I have a husband, a wife, or a children. I have to forget. Uh, those who do that must forget that they have a spouse. And so for me, I have to forget that I have a husband and I have children. That I need to lock myself in for six months and study hard. Otherwise, I will not pass the board exam. So, Pastor, in case you don't see me, you are not likely to see me again in church for the next six months, know that it is because I am preparing for my board exam. And so I prayed with her, and she left. I kept, I kept seeing the husband and the children in church. How is your mom doing? Oh, mommy is doing well. We don't even get to see her. She's always in the library. Comes in very late at night, left, leaves very early in the morning. We don't get to see her, uh, but it will soon be over. After six months, she came back to my office weeping and wailing. She had failed the exam woefully. And then I said, sit down, sister. The very first day that you came and you told me what you told me, I felt that I should tell you, sister, don't go that route. It will not produce any fruit. But I knew that if I told you, you would not believe me. You would probably say, oh, pastor does not want me to pass my exam. And if you don't receive what I say, and you still go ahead and do what I say, because you are not doing it in faith, you will still fail the exam. And then you will now blame me and say, oh, pastor, you are the one that did not allow me to do it the way they said I should do it. So I wanted it to come from you. I wanted you to understand, from, understand Then when you do it, when it comes from you, you will do it in faith. I said, sister, the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. The horse is a vain thing in terms of battle when it comes to safety. It is not how skillful or intelligent you are that gives you victory in exam. It is not how hard you have studied. There are people who have studied harder and they still failed. It is God who will give you victory. Now, this is what you will do. 
You will attend church every Sunday, as you normally do. You will come to church with your books. From church, you go to your studies and go and study. You, go, you quit your study and go home and see your family before they sleep and enjoy your family and eat dinner with them and enjoy your life. In the morning, take care of your household, take care of your children, take care of your husband, and then go. Spend all day studying. Take, it, take out time and praise God during the day. Come back home early. On Sunday, make sure you are in church again for six months. Then see what will happen. She said, thank you, Daddy. She went and did exactly what I said. After six months, she came back and said, I cannot thank you enough. I finished that exam way, way, way before the time set for it. In fact, I thought I had failed it because the computer shut down on me. Because the way it works is that if you have answered a particular number of questions correctly, you have already passed. The computer shuts down. Or if you have answered them incorrectly, it means there is no amount of, that it does not matter what you answer again. Even if you got all the rest correctly, you will still fail. The computer shuts down. So you really don't know whether you have passed or you have not passed when the computer shuts down. <laughs> Many of you know what I'm talking about. So she said she was a bit afraid that maybe she had failed. The result came and she passed wonderfully. You know why? God says, those who honor me, I will honor them. But those who despise me, I will esteem them lightly. That was what happened to her the first time. She despised God. She despised the power of God. She did not bring God into the equation. She did not give to God what belonged to God. So you are going to pray now. If you know you are believing God for, to pass an exam, you will do what I've told you now on this hotline to heaven. Make sure you go to your church. Make sure you worship the Lord. Give him his time. Don't take his time to say you are using his time to go and study. It doesn't work like that. Otherwise, you might learn in a very bitter way. So lift up your voice. Let's pray for those who are sitting for exam. And let's pray for them that the Lord God Almighty will be with them as they sit for the exam. That the Holy Spirit will steer them up and lead them to know where to 